welcome to Heart to Bark. Oh, you got to do that low voice? You like that? I'm really practicing my uh, podcast voice. This is our second one. This is the second one. Yes. And so, you know, I'm just, we're, we're all learning here. Yes, we're definitely learning here. Welcome to Heart to Bark, a podcast for people who love their animals and want to learn more about them. I am your host, Austin. Come, sit, and stay tuned as we talk with experts on the health and well-being of our furry, scaly, and even feathery friends. My name is Austin, and I will be your host on today's show. My guest today is Dr. Mark Besanson. Uh, we're bringing him back on. He has practiced veterinary medicine for the past 17 years, and uh, we are going to dive into the perfect world of cat health. On uh, the show today, we will be discussing checkups, facts, blood work, uh, and more on this episode of Heart to Bark. I mean, Heart to Meow, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, Maybe like we'll that. It. If you enjoy listening to this type of content, be sure to hit that plus button to get updates on new episodes. Here we go. Welcome to the Heart to Bark podcast, Dr. Mark. I am excited to have you on the show again. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Austin? Oh, I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm ready for another one? Yes. I'm ready to get this started? Yeah, this, uh, is, uh, this is a lot of fun, and I really enjoy uh, you know being able to share you know, my knowledge, and hopefully it helps yeah. others. Hopefully it helps at least one person. That's all. Hey, at least one, then we've done our job, right? Yeah, exactly. At least one more person. <laughs> so as uh, an owner of uh, way too many cats, it would be nice to know the things that I could do to give my little furballs the best life possible. I would like to create a little bit of a scenario. So like, I think maybe about a month ago, I had a cat show up on my doorstep which happens way too much. I don't know if I have a beacon or something that tells everybody. I'm sure there's like a cat app out there that tells them what addresses to drop them off at. Yeah, and I think there's uh, probably a lot of people that think that, um, or they, you know, they have like sucker, you yeah, know, like it's just like they just know tattooed on their forehead. Keep them for the rest of their like, lives. My wife free home here, or yeah, 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 free food. Exactly. Like, <laughs> apparently, at some point there was like donkey. I'm um, doing that too. You yeah. just go by a donkey place and people drop off donkeys. Did did y'all get a donkey that way? No. Uh, no. Oh. Oh. No. No. I don't know how we got the donkeys. Well, well, this one's about cats. Okay. So, we'll, yeah. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, I had uh, definitely a lot of people um, dropping off cats and had one just a couple months ago. Um, so, say now, I have this cute little purring machine. Now, what do I do? Yeah. So, you know, depending on the age uh, does depend on, you know, what you do. But, you know, as with dogs, the first thing that you want to do is keep this one separated from your other cats in the house. So, you know, cats carry upper respiratory infections and they may not even be clinical. So meaning that they're not showing signs. Parasites, mites, ear mites, uh, worms, just all of your different uh, parasites and infections, you want to make sure that you give them a quarantine period so that you don't spread it to your other cats and or dogs if they're contagious between those and or humans. Ringworm is super 
common in cats, especially in the stray population. And it is not fun to deal with because it takes forever to get rid of. So, uh, you know, even on, on your end, uh, as a human, you want to separate these guys and then, uh, get them into see me, you know, whether you drive them, use a bike, fly in, you know, just get them to the clinic and come see me. Yep. So get them to, uh, your vet and, uh, they're going to do an exam. Uh, what are the types of things that you're looking for in that exam? Yeah, so the big thing, uh, you know, and, and what I would encourage as owners or new kitten or cat owners, uh, if they've come up onto your property, is, you know, just kind of watch them for those few days or whatever it is and, and see if they're doing anything. Shaking the head, scratching, licking, scooting, uh, you know, is there hair loss in circle circular formations? Is there just patchy hair loss, fleas, just just observe is the big thing. And that's going to help, you know, veterinarians pinpoint any problems that need to be addressed, you know, in the exam and do that during the quarantine period. Okay. As well as that, uh, we're talking about what type of vaccinations do you do on cats? Yeah. So, you know, typically if you're going to come in for the exam, you know, the things that we're going to talk about are, you know, vaccines. Uh, the, the biggest, uh, cluster of vaccines that we use in cats is going to be what we call a combo shot or an FERCP. This vaccinates for a lot of the different viruses that cats can get. Uh, Rabies is another one for sure. We definitely want to have that one on board. Uh, and, And then based on lifestyle, we use, um, leukemia. You're going to hear about a lot of other vaccines out there, FIV and things. And, and so those are, uh, pretty mixed on, you know, their use, their efficacy. Uh, and so I personally do not use an FIV vaccine. Um, and, uh, but I do use a leukemia vaccine, you know, based off of the, um, the results that we do get, uh, with the vaccine. So, um, you know, and that kind of segues into, you know, testing for leukemia and FIV. And that's going to be the first thing that we do on any kind of stray that you bring in. Okay. So say they're positive. What do you do then? You know, so in the past, if a cat was positive for leukemia or FIV and what those are, their autoimmune or their immune system, um, viruses. So FIV is feline immunodeficiency virus. It's, you know, in the same kind of class as HIV, uh, you know, which a lot of humans know about, but this is not transferable to humans. This is strictly a cat virus, uh, but basically attacks the immune system. And then leukemia is the same. Um, so, but they, the, the thought before was you immediately put these cats down. I mean, that was the thought years ago, and that is not the case anymore. These guys can live long, happy lives with the viruses and and pass away from something totally different. Um, you know, the big thing that you want to do, though, is uh, since it is contagious through cat fights, mutual grooming, is you want to keep them separate or just understand that that's what they have and you either have a household, you know, we have some owners, they have a household of FIV positive cats. They're all just positive and they're happy and they do fine. Um, you know, just understand that, you know, if you have other cats, either keep them separate or they may get it. And so we have some that, you know, just test routinely. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios and I'm happy to talk about those or we can do a separate podcast on that. Okay. How about the cats get heartworms? 
So heartworms, that is something that's been coming up uh, recently, uh, the topic in cats. And, and yes, the answer is yes. The prevalence is about 10%. So it's not as high as we see in dogs, but it is the same uh, mode of transmission. So it's spread by the mosquito. And the, the difference in cats versus dog is one to two worms can kill a cat. Where dogs can have burdens of... Yeah, 20, 30, 50, 100, and, and still be, you know, functioning. So, uh, you know, if we have a cat that suddenly dies, you know, we do check for heartworms because that can definitely cause it. So uh, the other th- difference with cats is there's no treatment as we like, as we have in dogs. So just getting them on prevention if they're positive is, is what we do. Okay. How about fleas? I know that my cats tend to scratch every once in a while. Um, and we definitely start to get a little bit of a flea burden. Uh, what what do you do about that? So cats definitely harbor fleas, uh, you know, and especially if they're in the environment. And so typically what we'll do is we'll start them on a topical flea medication. There is an oral one product out there. Getting cats to take oral products is pretty difficult, whether liquid or pills. So we kind of try to avoid that. Uh, but there's... A couple of different products, and, and some of them last longer than a month, so even two to three months, Bravecto being the one. And so that is one of the things that I, I really like and try to push. Uh, and many of them do have heartworm preventions in them now, too, Bravecto Plus, Revolution Plus. And so um, many of them will also protect against heartworms. So that's what we're recommending at this point. Okay. Yeah, No. and that definitely makes sense on the... Uh not really wanting to give a cat anything in the mouth. Cause, uh, oh, we even have dewormers that are topical now. I mean, it's it's definitely something that they, they get tapeworms, so it's called Profender. It's it's a topical, and I definitely use that quite a bit. <laughs> uh, what type of blood work would you recommend for, you know, say, your one- or two-year-old cat that just shows up on your doorstep? Yeah, even if it doesn't show up on your doorstep and it's one that you just have. So any any, you know, adult cat typically we're going to recommend and I recommend this for dogs and cats. I recommend if they're less than 7 years old and otherwise healthy, we recommend annual exams and with that we run a basic panel. So we run a chemistry that just checks kidney, sugar levels, liver function as they get older older than seven-ish, we will go to biannual exams and that we will uh, start to do uh, a little bit more extensive panel, kind of looks at a few more things a little more extensively, adds in a few liver, few extra liver enzymes. It adds some other things that will uh, give us at least a little bit more uh, clues as to anything that could be changing. But if it hasn't had one Previously, uh, FIV and leukemia test is always done first. And once we know that status, we don't typically run it again unless, you know, these guys have a history of being around other cats and come in sick. Then we may just want to check their status again some at some point. But that's not one we routinely run all the time. Even if nothing else, just to get a baseline. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, they, they follow pretty much the same protocol as as we do with dogs uh what about uh teeth do you do dentals on cats i know i definitely do on the dogs but uh what about cats yes so dental disease in cats is actually very common as well as as, like we see in dogs 
And we do recommend dentals in cats typically yearly if they have issues, which one of them being severe gingivitis and stomatitis. So what that is, is where they get these sores all along their gum line and then even in the back of their throat. And these guys will drool, they won't eat. And and it's a little bit more than just dental disease that causes that. I mean, there's an autoimmune issue, uh, plasma cell stomatitis. I mean, there's, there's definitely uh, some things that can cause it. But where I'm going with this is, is keeping the teeth clean and keeping the bacteria off of those teeth helps these other processes that cats can get and helps you, us to manage them a lot longer and a lot safer. So, Yeah, no, that definitely sounds pretty painful. I wouldn't want to deal with that. You do not want stomatitis, for sure. What about spaying and neutering? What uh, what age? What what are the reasons? Spaying and neutering cats. So uh, this is super important in cats uh, from a reproduction standpoint, but then also, once again, from uh, a behavior standpoint and from a health standpoint. So cats are very known for, male cats are known for spraying. So from a behavior standpoint, uh, they will spray more if you do not neuter them. And that's not to say that if you neuter them late that they're not going to keep doing that. They will. So it's a learned behavior at that point. But uh, neutering them will help decrease that. From a female standpoint in spaying, you know, obviously infections and different things like that, behavior issues. Uh, but one of the big ones and, and why there is such a, a problem more so with cats, and there is with dogs, but more so with cats is cats reproduce very rapidly and they are they can be pregnant and nursing a litter at the same time where dogs dogs cycle every six months whether they are pregnant or not they're not going to cycle again if they go through a heat cycle they're not going to cycle again until they have for six months four to eight the average is six but in cats they will start to cycle again. And actually, they continue to cycle until they are pregnant or have been uh, stimulated. So it's they're, in, they're what's called induced ovulators. So they have to have a stimulation to actually ovulate. And if that doesn't happen, then they will continue to repeat their cycle. So they are prolific breeders. Like and rabbits. They are. And so that's why there's such a, or there's more of, more cats than you see dogs per se. Yeah. Plus they go wild a little bit more. Well, yeah. And they definitely mm-hmm. be out there. And then they're nocturnal, so you don't see them during the day. And then at night, they just, they just get after it. So, I mean, it just, you know, and that's where you see your cat fights and all that at night. So... As far as microchipping, you can do those just like you do dogs? Yeah, so microchipping is is, is important. Uh, the, um, you know, just a big thing is, is that it does not, it does not locate your pet, but it is a little large rice grain um, size uh, chip that is inserted between the shoulder blades. And what it does is it, it, it gives a number uh, that is read by an external unit, typically done, you know, at a shelter, vet clinic, or, oh, geez, I think you buy these online. And uh, you register your information to that number online. And so you want to definitely keep that up. And 
then what happens is, is if somebody, a cat gets lost or, you know, something like that then, and is then found, we'll scan that and look up the number and the, and the information and call the owner. So, but it yeah. does not track them. I feel like it's maybe even more important on cats that are especially outdoor cats that can go anywhere um, versus dogs. Dogs in general can have like collars and things like that to can differentiate them. Um, but cats, I mean, if, even if you're doing a collar, it's probably, it better be a breakaway collar. Um, and so generally you don't have really any good recognition. So I feel like you have a better chance of, of getting them back home if if you have them uh, microchipped. Yeah. So, you know, cats, they, they travel and it is important because a lot of them, you know, they can't, the, the collars and harnesses are not as feasible on cats. And, you know, they actually did uh, not a study, but it, they put a, a GoPro on a cat. And yeah, and they mounted it to this cat to see what happened. And, you know, the owner's like, oh, no, he lays on the porch all day. You know, when I leave for work, he's laying on the porch. When I get home, he's just still laying on the porch. So they put this GoPro on and this cat went all over town after the owner left. And then when the owner got home, it was back on the porch sitting there. And it just, this guy was everywhere. So, you know, these guys are definitely sneaky for lack of a better word. I mean, they can definitely move around and, and be very, uh, yeah. So they can be pretty far away from home. Absolutely. What happens to them, uh, or if they get scared or something like that. So, uh, do you have any other things that you would like to say or any other kind of preventative measures that you can do for your cat to give them the longest life? You know, I mean, these guys are known, cats are known for, you know, four big things. And so it's the things that we look for. Diabetes is a big one. Kidney failure, uh, hyperthyroidism, and cancer, specifically lymphoma. You know, those are the four big things that we look for in cats because they're super common. And so that is something that when we're seeing these guys on an annual and or biannual basis, you know, we're checking sugar levels, thyroid levels, kidney values, we're feeling for bumps, we're checking lymph nodes, uh, feeling for intestinal issues, because those are some of the common things we see. Uh, And then, you know, beyond that, you know, your viruses, upper respiratories are super common as well. So we'll check that too. So, you know, staying up to date on vaccines, um, heartworm is, is becoming, it's on the rise, external parasites. Uh, that's definitely things we look for. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, giving all of this information and sitting down with me to uh, do another good uh, show so that we can educate more people and and get more of this information out there so that they can make good decisions and and uh, help out uh, wherever they can, especially with cats, the, the wild populations. Um, they do really good things by um, getting them and neutering and spaying them and, and putting them back out there. Absolutely. And, you know, looking forward to doing a lot more of these to uh, bring more information on specific things uh, for for these animals. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if anybody else has any ideas of topics that they would like to bring up, then then just email us at uh, info at drmark.vet and uh, we will parse through them all and uh, try to make a show out of them. So thank you so much. 
If you enjoy listening to this type of content, then hit that subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday. For more information about this podcast or printable PDFs, visit our website at drmark.vet. That's D-R-M-A-R-K dot V-E-T. And feel free to email us about new topics to put on the show at info at drmark.vet. Thank you. Have a great day. Welcome to Heart to Bark podcast. Every time. Every time. All right.